Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hola, mi gente. It's time to relive an episode that is very important to me. Last year, I unexpectedly met two amazing women at the We All Grow Latina Summit. Now, let me clarify. It's not surprising that I met two amazing women. There was hundreds of amazing women there. But what is surprising is that I met Helen and Jasmine at the same time, at the same moment, we all sat at the same place, and we all got to talking about how difficult our periods are. Now, I know that talking about your cycle isn't a fun topic, but for so many of us, it is so needed. Now, I do get very personal, more personal than ever in this episode, but We did this because it's a needed conversation, and I really hope that this resonates with and helps any woman who is going through difficulties with their cycle. Hola, hola, mi gente. I'm Jessica Yanez, and this is the Wine and Chisme podcast, a podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things, all while sipping on a glass of wine. So welcome to your new Wednesday. The Wine and Chisme Wednesday. We're about to record a podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Mujeres, thank you so, so much for being here. I appreciate it. We are at the all, We All Grow Latina Summit here in Palm Desert or La Quinta or whatever the heck. You know, it's all meshed together. And we're going to talk about something that is not ever talked about enough. And just as a forewarning, like we're going to be talking about our periods, about our wombs, about our cycles, because if anybody has paid attention to my social media, and I've referenced it a couple of times, I think, on the podcast in regards to my challenges that I have, and I happen to meet two beautiful women here who deal with that, so I'm so excited to have you. Please just do a quick intro of yourself. Yeah, I'm Hasmeen. I'm here from Utah, so I'm glad that we ran into each other in Palm Springs, small places. Um, and I'm launching the Womb School podcast this fall, so it's going to be exciting. Yay! And I'm Helen Palayo. I have a gym in Portland, and I've been in the fitness industry for 10 years, but my latest passion has been to teach women about their cycle and fitness and how it all makes much more sense when we know all about that. Yes. So... Let's just jump into it. Yes. I came in, I started my cycle literally the day before we got here, the evening before we got here. Um, and it's not pleasant for me. It's not something I look forward to. It's not. So, it's very hard to embrace when you're in so much pain because mm-hmm. I have fibroids. I've had painful periods my entire life. 
um, where even in high school I would have to stay home. And I think there's a stigma around, and, and I've had, there's a lot of embarrassment, I think, especially within our community, yes. right? We don't talk about it. We don't, we're, we're shamed. I will say my mom was always pretty open, but there's still a lot of, like, because she had such painful periods. Yeah. And my sisters would have such, they have cramps, but they don't get the periods like I get them. And in my family, we have a history of fibroids. So. That's painful. So yeah. It's a normal thing. That yeah. You kind of expected. Yeah. Like, well, this so, is what it is. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of one of those things where. She kind of explained it to me, but kind of not. Oh my gosh, by the way, before we get into it, I completely forgot the wine that we're drinking. Salud. Salud, because you Salud. know we're drinking wine. <laughs> it's uh, from Justisa Wines, which is a Latino wine brand. Duh, hey. like we're not going to have that. <laughs> um, and it's a Pinot Noir. And um, it tastes delicious. delicious. Do you like it? Yeah, it's so good, yeah. So it is called Themis. It's a Pinot Noir from Napa Valley from Justisa Wines. And it says, freedom, equality, justice. Oh, I love it. So, salud, salud. Salud. So tell me, Helena, how do you... I know for myself, when I'm having my cycle, the last thing I want to do is work out. It's sometimes not even, I'm not even kidding, especially when it's hot and I live in San Diego. It is hard to even walk my dog. Well, you shouldn't be working out during your period. You should be resting. Napping should be your workout. Yeah. That week. No, you guys heard it. And <laughs> regardless if you have fibroids, anybody mm-hmm. who is bleeding, who has a womb, regardless how you identify, if you are bleeding, you are resting. Period. You're eating warm Unintended. Foods. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> no. Like, like, no rigorous exercise, warm foods. <laughs> Like, you rest, you put on those heated blankets, you drink your sopitas, you drink your hot cocoa, your tecitos. You nurture yourself. You sit with yourself Mm -hmm. because that's when your intuition is higher. That's when you want to evaluate. And you need that time to evaluate. You could set up your schedule for the next couple weeks, you know, until your next bleed. But we have been taught, especially, like, you know, we got to go, go, go. Mm. If we're working out, we have to stay consistent. We got it. We don't like work around it as a cycle Mm -hmm. because I mean, all the fitness, like weight loss and health and all that, the studies are based on mostly men. Yeah. And their cycles are completely different because they're they're on a 24 hour. Yeah. They have a 24, they're linear. They're not cyclical like us. And really? Yeah. And so a woman, any given day of the month, they're at a different point of their cycle. Mm -hmm. And so day one of your cycle is the day that you start bleeding. So something that I help people understand is like what makes it really resonate is if you see it as the seasons of nature. Yes. And your period is your winter. Mm-hmm. You hibernate. And you, take you care hibernate, of yourself. mama bear. Yeah. Um, like, like I think the archetype is like wise woman, where like people see like a wise woman is like, Avia, like oh, that's a viejita. But no, she's full of wisdom. She's mm-hmm. full of sabiduría. She knows when to rest. She doesn't speak up unless she knows like, She's planning. She's precise. Yeah. She is wise. She's grounded. She's nurturing herself. Yeah. So that she can nurture herself in the rest of the cycle. So oh, like, I love so that. So today, how yeah. you nurtured yourself after breakfast and was like, I don't really feel good. And you went back to your room and you got some rest. That is exactly what you should do. You shouldn't feel any guilt and be like, oh, you know. No. You know, the, your period landed during the summit. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. okay because in reality, you're you're soaking up really good information. Yeah. But it is also hard. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'm sorry. I'm laughing because you're talking about soaking up and I've been... 
spilling, spilling out. Lithuania is hot, soaking up all day. Well, and it's also the things that we also don't talk about is how we deal with our bleeds, right? Yeah. Like the, how heavy our bleeds are. We don't talk about the products that we use. Mm. We, we Even if we find something that we like, we don't like share it or announce it exactly. as freely as we really should. Yeah. You know, I've told people like, I'm like, especially in my working out community, like buy some period underwear. Yeah. Buy okay. period underwear. Let me oh, tell yes, you, I bought my first pair. I just stopped at Target because I was like, oh my gosh, I was not expecting to, I don't, I no. mean, I kind of was expecting, I didn't, look, I just didn't plan properly. That's really okay. what it was. Okay. And so we stopped at Target and they had a pair and I do want to get a pair of the Thinks one, but mm-hmm. th- this is just the one at Target. But let me tell you, because at night I have always such a difficult time sleeping because I know I'm gonna bleed it bleed out you know and I I during when I'm on my cycle I hardly sleep and I need the sleep but I hardly sleep because I'm up every couple hours because I feel it coming or it's already come yeah right and I have to you know clean myself and change myself and whatever and I got period panties for this because I was like, I'm going to be in a hotel. Like, like, I don't want to be bleeding on the sheets. And I brought a blanket, the blanket that I sleep on at home to when I'm on my cycle. I brought that as well. This is all the crazy shit we don't talk about. Right? (laughs) Well, then, like, I, this is going to sound weird, but, like, I bleed through at night, too. So I went to Walmart, and I'm like, when I'm on my period, these are my period sheets. Like, yes. Like, and like, because oh. if they get ruined, they're only five bucks. Like, that's a good. Why did I not think of that? Like, get your period sheets. Like, put them in the wash. It's yeah. okay if they're stained. That's genius. Yeah. That is yeah. super All right, genius. Five dollar sheets, guys. Yeah. It's, our, it's our period sheets. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, it's Make true. Them bright red. Like, uh, I know. There you go. Just get some. Just some camouflage. I, and I have the protector, the mattress protector that goes over the mattress as yeah. well. And I did do that for that reason. Because yeah. I was like, I don't want to ruin a mattress, right? Because yeah, sure. I have. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like I. How? I remember my teenage one was yeah. a mess, and I remember moving, and like I was like, oh my god, being so embarrassed. <laughs> like everybody, movers. like they're gonna move my mattress, and they're gonna see all the red stains on it. Because yeah. it's like, what and I'm the like, heck, my nobody's yes. murdered. I'm just yes. eating once yes. a month. Like, <laughs> I know, because that's how I feel. I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, every month on my cycle, I feel like I'm in the middle of. A murder mystery because it's so bad. And so let me tell you what happened last night. I went out to dinner with a bunch of one bunch of women. And well, obviously a bunch of women. We're all here. (laughs) And um, we were sitting down and all of a sudden I felt it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, actually, no, I had a cough. Like I felt it and I had started having like this little coughing fit. And I started like and I could feel it and pee at the same time Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my gosh and I got up really quick and I like but like ran to the restroom as fast as I could and I had bled through everything and I like had to clean myself up in the bathroom and as much as I could and then like put on my panties back on which were, well, normally I would just say chonies, so I'm just going to say chonies because yeah. panties does yeah. not come chonies. naturally to me. <laughs> um, I had to put my chonies back on, and I go back to the table, and they're sopping wet. No. And I know, you guys, I know this is not fun stuff to talk about, but literally this is why. We've all been through those Yeah, situations. we're talking yes. about it because we're talking about it because we don't talk about it. Yes. Mm. And 
I told my friend, I'm like, I just bled through and bled and peed through everything. I have to go back to the room. And so I go back to the room and I take a shower and they're asking me, like, are you going to come back? And at that point, I was mentally um, and emotionally and physically drained by that. And how do we like, and and it's one of those things where we're talking about, we shouldn't be embarrassed, right? This is like, our bodies do this. It's not like, it's natural to have a period. It's natural. Like these are the things that our bodies do. How do we get, and I was embarrassed. I'm not going to lie. Like I was so embarrassed. How do you think that we can get past the embarrassment or do we ever, I mean, I'm almost 45 years old and I'm still not past the point of embarrassment when something like that happens. That's such a layered question because it's destructuring colonization. Mm -hmm. It's destructuring hustle culture because you even see the ads and they're playing tennis and they're in the air, like stretching. Active, latex active, right? Mm -hmm. But also it's, you're not really like girls, women particularly, aren't really raised to get to get comfortable with your body. And like even just like touch yourself, but not in like a sexual way or a razzle, but like get a mirror and get to know yourself down there. Or connecting with that self. Like if mental health is new, but it was a taboo not too long ago. Yes. Connecting with yourself and doing womb work. Yeah. And healing that. I'm like, I'm waiting for the day. I will pray for the day when that's mainstream. Yes. So it's such a layered thing. But I would say my first step is I like to track my cycle, but I have ADHD. So I forget tracking it every single day. I'm not going to remember. So what I have is I have a paper and it's divided by four. And I put winter, spring, summer, fall. And at the end of the week, I track, I bled from this day to this day. And this is how I felt. Mm-hmm. And emotionally, physically, spiritually, all of it. And I do that for three months and you will see patterns where you can empower yourself. Like, for example, your podcast, when you're bleeding, that's when you rest. That's when you plan. That's when you dream. When you're in your spring, your energy is coming up. And that's when you start taking action. That's when you book. That's when you do your podcast interviews. Summer is when you want to hang out with your friends because you're ovulating. It's like that big goddess energy. You're doing your dinners. You're like going out, having fun. And then fall comes down and your hormones are crashing. And that's when you take it home and you evaluate, okay, what went well? What can I change for the next month? And you work with it mm-hmm. instead of against it. Yes. Work with it instead of against it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Work with your flow. Go and flow. Oh, Lordy. The only thing I like flowing is the wine in my glasses, <laughs> ladies. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, you know, I've noticed as I've gotten older, obviously it changes, right? Yeah. One thing that has not changed is how, like, I've, I've always been, I've always had a very heavy flow. I've always had, and look, I know everybody's different. So if this doesn't apply to you, that's fine. But here's yeah. like, here's one thing that I think is so important just because it, like I've, I get a, you know, and I've tried to talk about it on social media or I do talk about it. I talked about what happened last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked and I got so much support. I even had so many of my male friends say like, we hope you're, I hope you're feeling okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so sorry you're going through this. And to me, I was, it made me so happy to hear that from everybody, but from my male friends, especially, cause I'm like, that just shows like how much respect you have for the women in your life, including your female friends yeah. that you are empathetic and 
and even though you can never understand, and some women will never understand what we're going through, right? Because, or some people who bleed will never understand because they don't get the same things. They don't get, everybody's different. And so it's very important to just, if you don't bleed this way, it's fine. Don't negate what somebody else's experience is because you don't have it. Mm-hmm. Because And, and um, I've had people say all kinds of things, um, which has been very interesting, right? When you have, but I think that, like I said, it's changed as I've gotten older. And over the last couple of years, it's changed even more. For me personally, I've gone through just having very, very heavy cramps and very heavy periods to now. I only have like five to seven days a month where I'm not bleeding. Oh, wow. And it basically, I have my regular cycle. And then I have about five to seven days, maybe about five days, five to seven days, where maybe I don't have anything at all. And then I start bleeding again, but it's in a very different way. It's almost looks like, it's almost like old blood. It's very like rust colored Mm -hmm. and it's not in the same way. It's not like, it's not like a real, it's just very weird. Are you cramping a lot? During that time, a little bit, not as much as I am during my cycle. Mm -hmm. And then it'll stop. That'll last for like three days or so. And then it'll stop for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then maybe a week before my cycle, I start bleeding again. Like it's just, it's just very weird. And I, that's exhausting. It's exhausting. And I and honestly, to, for me, I feel like, why is my body turning on me? That's how I felt. Yeah. Because that's not what used to happen. I used to be like, okay, this is when it's going to happen. And then I can live my life. And it's gotten to the point where it affects. Look, here today, you guys, I'm being like legit brutally honest with, with you. You're, you're going to know more about my uterus than you've ever wanted to know. <laughs> but like here today, I've bled through, like I use um, the disc, a flex disc. I've, ble- I've overflowed that disc four times today. And it's been obviously in very opportune times. I was in the Amazon thing and all of a sudden I feel it and I'm like yeah. shuffling to the bathroom. Yes. And then I have, and then the thing is, it's like at that point it's too late and I'm starting to like, it, it looks like a murder scene. Right. Like there's stuff, like I'm having to clean everything up. Yeah. yeah like mm-hmm. I'm having to clean the toilet seat. I'm having to clean the, sometimes the floor. I'm starting, yeah. like that's it's so ridiculous. It is, and that's, when I feel, and I know I'm not the only one you're who's not, gone through this. And I'm glad you're sharing your story because I know that people can relate and it destigmatizes and it heals and it empowers others. Mm-hmm. So how do we support one another during these times? And how do we, like, first of all, I think the biggest thing is what we're doing now, right, is talking about it. Mm-hmm. What are some other things that we can not only do for ourselves, but we can do for the people in our life who do bleed to let them know like it's okay I'm here for you how can I support you like what are the things that we can do to support each other during these times I think for me the most important thing is bringing awareness right having these conversations that we don't normally have with our girlfriends I'm like the investigator where I like to be like so how's your bleed how many days do you bleed what do you do how do you feel what does your blood look like I'm like always like that proud like you know I use the cup and I love to look at how much blood there is and like what 
what the color is because yeah. that's like a report card and I share it with my wife and I'm like, you know, that's why I want you to use the cup so I can see the color of your blood. And she's yeah. like, ew, like what the heck, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, and yeah, some people do get uncomfortable, but then whenever they have questions, they do come to me because they're like, oh, Helen, we'll talk I'm going to start this. taking pictures you know and I mean? see like this do is it? the color of my blood. Because it's like, yeah. then we can investigate because there's not enough information like really out there. When you go to the doctor, they're like, well, that's normal. Like, Here, take the pill. Here. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Take the yes. pill. Yes. Take the pill. You might yes. Know. You know what I mean? So it's like, let's learn together. Yeah. Like, let's empower each other. And just bringing, like, what we're doing right now, this is what lunchtime should be like with your girlfriends every once exactly. in a while. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like, and get curious and be open and honest because I can relate to being in high school and missing school because of how bad dairy cramps are mm -hmm. and different hormones. I have PCOS and so I've regulated my period, but I get different symptoms where like I joke around with my husband. I'm like, I can grow a beard faster than you and I have to shave every morning, but there's shame in that yep. because do you know what I mean? Yes. And it's all tied. It's all tied to our hormones. It's all tied where I'm like, I think the way forward is community. Yes. And just being open. Yeah. Open. Mm -hmm. So speaking on in regards to traditional medicine, there's obviously a huge gap yeah. in things like womb health and, and, and cyclic, you know, that all things, you know, cycle related, women. all things women related. <laughs> yeah. Right. Even with even with female doctors. I have a friend who has gone through very similar things. She's actually been worse, had worse things than me. And she's um, referring me to a naturopathic doctor to get my minerals, to my mineral levels, my hormone levels. Because I, okay, well, I did ask a traditional doctor to take my hormone levels. And he said they change every day. So it doesn't tell you anything. Can you, yeah, I see both of you rolling your eyes on that. So please, like... I didn't know what to do. Like, I'm somebody who I feel like I speak up for myself. And I was like, yo, right. let's, you know. And you're hiring them to do their jobs. Yes. So that's almost like, I feel like that's dismissive. It's gaslighting your experience. Mm -hmm. So sorry. can you tell me, like, I know you're, so just as a FYI, neither of these women are, are physicians. <laughs> they work in this space. And sometimes I feel, you know, they've probably done more research in regards to what they've, not probably, but I would almost, they went in regards to what happens to our brother in regards to the womb than some doctors, I'm sure. But I just need to make sure I clarify that neither of you yeah. are physicians. Yeah. So uh, so tell me, like, in regards to hormone levels and stuff, when why would a physician tell me that and what would it actually do for me? I don't know why physicians do what they do, <laughs> but it's a common theme in anything just reproductive raise, health. raise your voice a little bit. I feel like that's a common theme in reproductive health because not only in periods, people get disregarded in birth or in postpartum. Yes. They're feeling sick and they're yes. like, oh, she just needs to go sleep. Or somebody shared a story today of like how they were in high school and when their period came, they bled for a month and they took them to the doctors and the doctor dismissed it as if it was a miscarriage. And they were like, never had sex. They were a virgin and dismissed her. <laughs> And her and and so I think it, the issues are really big in the black community, but and also the, particularly the black community, the mortality rates are horrendous. But we see it a lot also in the queer community because not everybody was a womb is female presenting, and then also the people of color community. So I don't know why they do what they do, but it's fucked. 
I think there hasn't been enough research done on women. Uh, The funding isn't there. Mm -hmm. And also because we are such beautiful creatures and that our hormones do cycle and stuff, when they do research on health, on dieting, on nutrition, fitness, all that, they do it on men because their hormones are the same. Yeah. Yeah. They're leveled out. And so ours are, we're so more, you know, like, not complicated, but more like, you know, we're just, yeah, we do. Yeah, it just depends flow. on what phase you're in and blah, blah, blah. And they just haven't done the funding. They haven't done yeah. the research. It's barely coming out in the fitness community where we're starting to track that stuff and they're starting to learn. Like I wear like a whoop band and like it's finally, and that's why I got it because they're starting to do menstrual health with fitness. And I was like, well, I want to be a part of this studying group type of thing. Yeah. So, Let me ask you a question. When it comes to menstrual health and fitness, how, since since we are so cyclical, how do you match that with somebody who is going through their fitness journey in regards to how they work out? So basically, I feel like I've been in the fitness industry for 10 years, and I feel like the past two years, I'm unlearning every fucking thing that I learned. Wow. Because I was taught totally different. So I was basically taught to train and coach men, not women. But the majority of my clients are women. And the majority of the new clients in most fitness industries are women because we are learning to be, quote unquote, more selfish to take the time out to go to the gym, right? Those the times are changing. Yeah. So there's more women now. And there's all the stuff that we're learning in our textbooks and everything. It's all bullshit. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, well, this doesn't. And then. We, I see, have seen so many women just hit a wall because they're going, going, going. They're giving it their all. And they're like, I swear, like, I'm doing everything right. And I'm like, I believe you. Like, let's figure this out. And that's when this came into place. And I'm like doing the reading and I'm like, oh, my God. I think back of like conversations I've had with women six years ago. And I'm like, this is what was going on with that person. But I couldn't help them because I didn't know any better. So I'm like trying to guide them the best that I know. And so now I'm unlearning everything and trying to do the research as best as possible. And I'm using my clients as like my teaching because I'm so I've done like (laughs) I started book club at my gym with periods and I hired like a menstrual coach to come in and talk to them you know what I mean so it's like they she came in and you know spoke to them and we're all everybody's listening at it like what the heck is this like I don't get it the cycles and I remember listening to podcasts like two years ago and being like follicular and luteal and da 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 and I'm like what the fuck are they talking about and why don't I know this yeah but as you make it like a normal conversation you do understand so I like try to talk to my clients well what phase are you in and they're like what and I'm like, well, let's talk about it. Like, this is yeah, how you're feeling are this you way. Not? It's okay. Yeah. Like, and it's like, if a coach could actually know when their period is, like, knowing when your, like, client's period is and knowing their cycle should be mandatory. Yeah. Because how should. are you giving them a program to follow like a man? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Because it might work for a little while, and it does. Like, yeah. I lost 100 pounds. It, like, following fitness, it works. But then you hit a wall because you're like wanting to hit progress and you don't because you're just like, oh my God, I was lifting this much two weeks ago and then this week I can't even do shit. Well, duh, 
I'm not supposed to. My yeah. hormones are on a totally different level. Yeah. There's no, like, it's just like, oh. So now it's like, it's like allowing yourself and giving yourself permission to be like, oh, I'm not really gonna be doing cardio this week because my energy levels aren't there, but I can do stretch, I could do mobility, yeah. I could focus on my physical, you know, I'd go to physical therapy. So that week I focus on my PT exercises and more of that mobility. So it's just like, but we were taught to go, go, go. Stay consistent. Mm -hmm. Don't stop. Like, and it's like, okay, well, it, you can stay consistent and not stop with your fitness journey with a cycle. You though. just work with, with it. With a cycle. Yeah. Because you're, if not, you're working against it, you know? And even what wow. we should be eating is different every cycle. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There's so much. Oh yeah, yeah. But the more you know, and at first it feels. So and we don't know what we don't know, right? Yes, you don't so know. Give what yourself you don't grace. Know. Give yourself grace first and foremost. The good news is that there is information out there. Mm -hmm. There is a different way. We just yeah. didn't even know it existed. But now that we are finding out, these are the conversations that we need to have. And be like, well, how do you feel? What do you do during this cycle to make you feel better? And little by little. You know, but with you, it's a whole different story too than like from me or from her. It's just yeah. totally different symptoms. But we all learn from each other when we have these important conversations. Yes. yes. So, Hasmin, let me ask you a question in regards to how is having us like I have fibroids, mm -hmm. right? Obviously, my symptoms in regard in regards to everything is going to be different because mm -hmm. yeah. than just a, somebody who doesn't, right? Yeah. How? do we navigate those differences? We're having these conversations, but then sometimes people don't realize they have fibroids, they have endometriosis, they have PCOS or anything like that. Like, are there indicators of what somebody might have and what should prompt somebody to ask those yeah. questions well, besides like, like, a, like, but, like somebody might think, oh, it's just a normal period, yeah. but really it's not, yeah. right? Well, like, I think, again, the conversations, because somebody might be like, oh, like, my period comes once every three months and think that's normal. But if they start having these conversations, they'll say, like, oh, wait, that's a red flag. I don't know when my period comes. Cramping is common, but it, it's not normal. It's a big red flag if there is stagnation and your body's contracting and trying to push that out because there's old, there's something there that needs to get out. So I think just symptoms of like irregular periods, you're cramping, I would get, so I had really, really bad, um, I would get really, really bad period pain. And like when I was pregnant with my firstborn, they had to like take out half of my reproductive system out because it was completely twisted and like there was a oh my tumor gosh. like this. I thought I had twins. I was 12 weeks pregnant. I thought I had twins because my belly was as big as like a third term. Oh, wow. And it was, and I was in so much pain and I was like, I feel like I'm in labor, but I just got pregnant. But I, we didn't even have the first appointment to know if there was like one baby, two baby. Oh like that's God. how early it was. And I was clueless. Just like, I was clueless. I was like, okay, I just show fast. This must be normal because nobody is talking yeah. about this. And after three days of excruciating pain, my mom's like, we're taking you to the hospital because she didn't even know because she didn't have those conversations. And then we get there and it's a tumor and it's like battling for space with the baby. Wow. So what I'm saying is if it's irregular, even things as like, do you have hair where it's like known for male patterns? Like, do you have chest hair? Are you, 
Um, do you have facial hair? Is it thicker than most? Like it can be culturally, like my family's really hairy. And so I dismissed it a lot. But then I was like, but mom, I can grow chest hair. Like, what is that? Like, do you wow. know what I mean? Yeah. And she'd be like, I don't know. And I was like, I literally, when I was little, like, cause I grew up in a very conservative, I was like, is this, tra- am I trans? Like, I was genuinely so confused because yeah. like I was 12 and I had like, I would get bullied all the time cause we had the uniform and it would be chest hair. And like a beard. And then I had irregular periods that I would miss school out. But like it wasn't until I had my first born that I realized at that surgery, like that there was a red flag. So irregular periods. Sorry, I'm going off of a tangent. No, girl, it's cool. Like, and then like cramping. Like how bad is it? Because it might not be cramping. It might be cyst. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like I said, like what is showing up on you physically that's like irregular? And then even like. Are you showing, like, are you, like, yes, we ebb and flow, so our energy's down, but do you have premenstrual mood disorders? Like, do you have anxiety or depression that's triggered by these hormones mm-hmm. that are, like, extremes? Do you know what yes. I mean? And Because so we, a lot of times, something happens, we just disregard it as, oh, I just have PMS, I'm about to start my period. And and that's, and, and it destigmatizes and gaslights a lot of people's experience. Yeah. And so I would just start keeping, like I said, like just a journal, like for three months, just see week one, where I'm at, how, what do I feel? And see if there's patterns. And then see if those patterns, like talk with your friends about it. Like, hey, do you experience this? And see like, are there like little little red flags that might be like, okay, what's coming up? Like, you know, as I've gotten older, I've, I've been more open in regards to my, with my friends about it because that's how I, talking to my friend, that's how I realized. Cause I was like, oh, I'm in so much pain. And, and then she was like, you know, she has fibroids as well. And so we started talking about it and she started teaching. She's done a lot of research on her own too, because that's what, like, that's what we're relegated to is having to do our own research, which is so crazy to me. And the lack of minerals affects us a lot too. That is like a great test that you're going to get done. You know what I mean? It's like learning that that's even a thing. That's even available. Like our period. I actually, one of my first podcasts was with somebody who has, um, multiple she has ms and she went blind for a little bit everything and she went to pay like this crazy amount of money to have her minerals tested and everything she no longer presents any symptoms she had like she took all this stuff and i'm not saying what to do for everybody has to find their own path in their own way so again please do not take any of this information as as medical diagnosis or assistance we're just talking about our experiences and and everything don't gaslight yourself like Mm -hmm. if you are concerned about something listen to your gut listen to your intuition because you're concerned for that for a reason yeah do you know what i mean yeah like and don't let your like i will say this i think if you're involved in a relationship whoever your partner is let me tell you what happened i've been with my boyfriend for 10 months now and within the first couple of weeks after we had gone on a few dates he came over for dinner and literally I was about to start or I went or I just started or I was about to start I think I was barely starting and I was like you know what he's gonna get like the full experience of how I am during this time so I had no makeup on my hair's in a chongo I'm in big shorts and a t-shirt and I'm like he walks in and I said this is how it is. Just so you know, I'm barely starting my cycle and this is, this is how it is. And he was like, okay, that's, I don't care. Like you look great. Yeah. And he's been 
I'll just say this. I've never been in a relationship where my partner has been so supportive and so worried and checking like this entire time while I've been here. He's been like, how are you? Are you feeling okay? Don't push yourself too much. Don't be in the shade. Drink lots of like constantly checking on me just to make sure that I'm okay. That's beautiful. And I've been in relationships where guys are like, or I I have not wanted to say anything, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. Or Maybe it hasn't been talked about so much that they just disregard it. Oh, it's just cramps. Why don't you just take a pill, you know, type of thing. And I'm like, first of all, I try not to. I don't like taking pills all the time, Mm -hmm. but I will if I'm in terrible pain. And so, like, can you talk about the importance of having... Okay, so actually, let me ask you. Helen, you are in a relationship. You have a wife. Yes. Like, how do you think that has how you support each other during this time. And do your cycles sync up at this point? Oh, uh, yeah. I love <laughs> yeah. that. That's amazing. Uh, but she comes from a very conservative, like, traditional Mexican family. You don't talk about that. Like, I got her to start wearing tampons because she was just wear pads because you don't do a tampon. Like, you know she what I told mean? she'd lose her virginity with yeah. the tampon? Yes. So was I, you know? But I was like, okay, mommy, okay, whatever. Uh, I'm going to put yeah. on a fucking tampon. Oh, I, went, I played know? sports, so I was like, yeah, mm, yeah no, yeah. that's not happening. Oh, contraband Yeah. So it's like, yes, even though, um, you know, it's like I try to make her feel as comfortable as possible. I share, you know, I talk. I like, I'm like, oh, you know, I just, I'm like, oh, here comes a gush. I got to go to the bathroom. Like, you know what I mean? And she's like, oh, oh, you know, like just like because she's not, was never comfortable talking about it. I've always been comfortable. Like even with like my friends around, you know, like people like oh, do you have a tampon? I'm like, why are you whispering? Like, you know, or like, oh, I give them a tampon or I throw it at them and they're like putting it in their pocket, like little things like that. And she's like that too. Like, oh, nobody needs to know that information. In the Girl, mind. I have literally but, like, people are like, how are you doing? I'm like, and I've just not lied. I'm like, oh, I'm not great. I'm, I'm on my cycle. I bled, like, I, mm-hmm. probably everybody here knows that I bled through my dress last night. No. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that because it's happened to all of us at some point. Yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? And it's like, we do have to normalize and not be embarrassed about it because we all bleed. Like, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, we should all be like, oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, I yeah. got you. Like, do you need an extra dress? Do you need it? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. that's how we have each other's back. But, yeah, just talking about it and with, like, partners and stuff, I wanted to mention there's, like, an app that I read a book and she has, like, an app. And it's super cool because if you put in your cycle and you put in your partner's email, your partner gets an email of where your hormones are at and what – your wow. love, like what, okay. what you what need. What is this app? Yeah, I know. What is this app? So the book that I read that I really, really like is In the Flow. In and the it's flow. Elisa VT. And she... Um, I was about to write it down, but I was like, oh, I have this yeah. recorded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the book is amazing because, and that's what my book club is at the gym, because there's like charts. And, you know, sometimes it's so overwhelming. People don't want to know the scientific reason. Yeah. People are just like, tell me what to do. Yeah. So the charts are very simple, very how to work flow, how to fitness flow, how to eat, where to eat, and depending on the phases. But the app, even if you just go in, in the flowliving.com or something like that, that's where you can put in. And she gets an email of, like, what kind of dates I would want to go to that week. Because sometimes it's like, yeah, I do want to go out on double dates. And another week I'm gonna be like, fuck no. Yes, that one. She found the book. Yeah. On so Amazon, it's like, I'm like some Amazon for $14.99. Tell me, this is like, it was like, oh, if like, you want to support your local bookstore, bookshop.org. Yes. yes, there you go. 
Um, no, but you know how you always make plans mm -hmm. and then when the time comes, you're like, oh my God, I want to see anybody. Yeah. Like, da, 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 da. Your cycle affects that. Your cycle affects it. It's not you. You're not crazy. You're not moody. Like no. it's not that. It's not your fault. It's just you planned it the wrong week. But then once you know, like I have my big desk calendar and every month I write down my, I like highlight my ovulation phase that's when I schedule all my book clubs my meetings my orientations my big speaking anytime you're facing yes. somebody like public yep. speaking asking for Instagram a raise lives, like things everything. like that because you're brave you're glowing you want to talk to and people and your hormones are at its highest then yes. because your hormones scientifically are like we're gonna make a yep. baby here we yep. are like hello you're attractive <laughs> you know but the thing is that and she explains it really well in the book too you can't plan everything Right. The summit. You can't call Anna and be like, hey, I'm going to be bleeding that week. You can't make the summit that week. Right? Yeah. You can't do that. But the more you take care of yourself and you're more in your flow, you know what to do to take care of yourself in this period. Yeah. Like in it, like you know what to do to take care of yourself. You, you're giving yourself that permission to rest, to take an extra nap, to like, you know what I mean? Tell your friends like, hey, you know what? I'm going to like leave early today. Like, you know, not yeah. that I don't want to spend time with you guys, but... I need to wake up tomorrow refreshed and I need that extra sleep. Yeah. You know? And then I think incorporating self-care practices for yourself. Yes. Like, have you, do you steam? Yoni steaming? I haven't yet and I really, I really, I really want, want to. to. I really want to. I will <laughs> talk to anybody about Yoni steaming as long as they have ears. I'm like, I don't care if you have a woman. And that's okay. that people are like, because I've asked so many people yes. to see like, you know, how they like okay, it. Okay, wait. Go. Let's Nobody also knows. talk about the, so, I'm super excited about this because I've wanted to do it. And then you have like, you hear OBGYNs. Oh my gosh, you should never do that. That's terrible. Blah, 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 blah. And then who makes it popular? Gwyneth Paltrow. Sorry if you like her. That's, that's great. But <laughs> like that's, but this is stuff that our ancestors have done for hundreds and thousands of years. Yes. And it's very different. Like I know people who like, who have really researched the ancestral part of it and stuff. And it's different than just sitting on a It's literally right. Will you explain a little bit more about yes. it from what I, because I'm not obviously the professional, but what I've talked to people about is very different than like, you're not sitting on like a toilet that's steaming. No, no. So what got me really into periods is actually steaming because it was the only thing that alleviated my cramps and regulated my cycle. That wasn't the pill. So basically, steaming is an ancestral practice done for postpartum, basically all over the world. And then here in the U.S., when they made midwives illegal a long time ago, that practice was lost. So if you guys want a good resource, steamy chicks. But if you're in California, I would go to um, Marcia Lopez and Women's True Healing. She is like the OG. She's incredible. But basically, steaming is you work with a practitioner, a curandera, a midwife, a practitioner, whoever it be, and they sit down and they get to know your period. They get to know what are your needs. Like, oh, you're bleeding this whole month. You only have five days. We need to stop that bleeding. Or your period is not coming at all. It's coming every three months. Or even like women in menopause, like you're feeling dryness. You're not like enjoying pleasure anymore. Like they get to it. And basically what they do is they get plant medicine. They get plant allies and they cater it to your needs. Yeah. So it's very intentional. So they give you the herbs and in a ceramic bowl, um, some people do a crock pot, some people don't do it in the toilet with plastic. 
um, because basically what you're going to do is you're going to boil the water with the herbs in there and the medicine is in the steam. So it doesn't hurt. You know when you drink a tea and the yeah. steam hits your face? Yeah. It feels just like that. If it's hurting, it's done wrong. It should never burn. It should never hurt. And it's like 15 minutes long max. Like if you bleed a lot, you maybe will steam like five minutes, like super short. And you sit on a steam stool or you squat. Like I child's pose over it and it's a ceramic bowl. And I child's pose over it and I open up and I just do breath work during it. And I steam for five minutes. 10 minutes and you can do it once a week. You just don't do it when you're bleeding. So you can do it once a week or some people, I have friends that do it like, oh, I just bled so I'm gonna do it the three days after the bleed. But it's kind of like when you're sick and you're congested and you have that steam and it just declogs everything. So when I started steaming, I did cramp a little bit because I had so much stagnation. All these, like my leg cycle, like I was like, all these clots came out. Oh, but like as I kept I clot all the time. Yeah, so it can help get it out. But if you do it regularly, it's also a great way to just like get to know yourself down there and make sacred time for yourself and your womb space. Connect. Oh, area. I love that. The other day I had my, went one of my friends and slash roommates, um, Yvonne, She's like a Reiki, not necessarily a Reiki master yet. She's on her way to becoming Reiki master. She's like really high in her Reiki practice. And I was in such pain. I was like, please, I need some Reiki. So it helped so much. Um, and if you don't know what Reiki is, it's like a type of energy healing. Um, and you don't want to just do it yourself. You want somebody who knows what they're doing because you want somebody who's going to be able to give you the type of Reiki that you, that you need. need right and then I'm telling my my boyfriend I'm like he's like how are you doing and I was like oh I feel a little bit better my friend did Reiki he's like I don't know what that is but as long as it helped you I'm okay that's fine like that's okay as long as it helps you but I think I, I do. I want to do a Yoni steam so Are you so here bad. in California? I am. Okay, go to Marcia. Text okay. her. We'll DM her on Instagram. It's Woman's True Healing. So Woman's do you true. now do it at home? Yeah. Okay. I have my stool next to my bedside. Nice. It's a normal thing. My kids sit on it. They know when I'm bleeding. Mm-hmm. They know when I'm steaming. I just wrap like a my rebozo around me. And I take mm-hmm. my chonies down and I just sit down. I read a book. I meditate. I Like last time I was steaming, I had my rebozo around me. And I appreciated how I am a mom of boys. So I don't have any daughters. I don't have any kids with wombs. And so they just sit there and they're like, mommy, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just seeming to connect with myself. Like, oh, okay, so you have a penis? And I was like, no, I don't. Like, I have a uterus. I have a womb. I'm taking care of it. Like, do you like, in like the steam, like, it's like faded out at the end. I'm like, do you want to sit on it? Like, do you want to relax and breathe with it? And just having that conversation of like, okay, mommy doesn't have a penis like me. She needs to take care of herself. And even when I'm bleeding, I'm like, the kids call it mommy's diaper. I'm like, what the fuck? I need my pañal. Like, yeah, help. Like, and they're like, okay. And it's like right next to my box. And they just grab it and like hand it like under the crack. But yeah, it's just right next to my bedside. Like a brand of like, there's like, you know, people have dressers. Yeah. I have my yeah. stool, right? Nice. So but I, I love that you're teaching your boys that now. I have four nephews and I'm like, yeah, I'm, okay. So let me actually tell you what happened two years ago. And this was the first time that I had this like really random bleeding. Yeah. I drove up the coast. I took like a week to drive up. It was beautiful. I just spent 10 days at my sister's house. And then on the way back, two of my nephews wanted to come back down with me. 
So already had my period. I was like, okay, I'm fine. I'm done, you know? And then the last leg of our trip back, we're in Santa Barbara. Like I was getting like that, told you that rusty color. And I'm like, what the heck is this? This is really weird. By the time we get into Santa Barbara, I'm, I like, then I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I had to put something down on the seat. Cause I was like, what the heck? This is really weird. I get to the hotel in Santa Barbara. I have PTSD from, like, I have a PTSD about hair issues, but I also have PTSD in regards to my periods. Your experience. Yeah. Because yeah. it's been so, so I get in and I'm like, what the heck? It starts running down my leg in, and it drops onto the hotel lobby floor. Thankfully, it's tile floor and thankfully there was a woman. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm mortified. Like, who wants to see this rust-colored blood running down their leg onto a hotel lobby? It was horrendous. And I'm, like, trying not to break down. Like, I get the key, we go to the room, and I'm trying not to break down in front of my nephews. And I just go straight into the shower, and I, like, I I will always remember this. I literally, like put myself in a ball in the corner of the shower because I was so embarrassed and I was so like, like what is happening to me? I, like that was, mm-hmm. I'd already felt times where I'm like, is my body turning on me? But that moment I really was like, my body is turning on me. Like what yeah. is going on? Yes. And, I'm sorry. and then like having it with my nephews too and they don't know what to do and I'm trying to like hold it together for them. It was just... Like, ladies or anybody out there, if you if you bleed, like, just know that you're not alone. Like, that's why we're having these conversations. I'm so happy that I met you guys yeah. so much because I've been wanting to have this conversation. Yes. That focuses solely on this. Yeah. And... And it's part of your healing process yeah. right now. And you're not you know? only healing yourself, but you're healing, like, you're healing your you're listeners. Sharing. Yes. You're healing... The womb holders seven generations after you, mm-hmm. before you, around you. What you are doing is healing. Well, it was it's obvious amazing. this was all meant, right? This was all <laughs> meant because I saw Helen, like what she you on, um, I think on the app or whatever. In I the sp- Amiga Circle. The Amiga Circle, you were talking yeah, about that. I saw you on the app yeah. and I was like, oh, I want to. And then she was talking about that and I went straight to Helen. I was like, I want to talk to you. And then we met right after that and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is exactly what I want to talk about. Randomly sitting on the same bench. Yes. It's a good it day to wear stilettos at a conference because I saw that bench and I was like, those ladies have space between them. I'm going to be so awkward and just sit my ass in the <laughs> Really? She I did. I was not. talking to Helen and I, I was felt like, so embarrassed. I was like my feet are so <laughs> I have so many blisters on my feet it's oh. funny okay you guys anytime you go to a conference wear comfortable shoes yeah, just say <laughs> don't, don't follow what I did I know but no she like she sets in between us and I was kind of like what, what? Like, we're having a conversation <laughs> and then she said and then I recognized you and you said what you did and I was like oh my gosh I wanted to connect with these stuff it was just Yes, so meant to be. be. We're pretty much out of time and we have to get into another thing. But um, are there any final things that you want to let like anybody who's listening know in regards to anything? And then also please share like how people can contact you and your social or your websites or anything like that. Yeah, Um, I think these conversations is why I really want to do the podcast. 
because I do a lot of steaming and I do help people understand more the ancestral wisdom of their period because I'm not a doctor. Yeah. But my best friends just happen to all be midwives. So this is what we talk about. And it's so healing awesome. that like we can have family dinners with our kids and we're talking about like births and like postpartum and periods and regulating them and things at work where I was like, this is needed. And so share your period story with your partner, um, however you identify, wherever you are and normalize it. Because like I said, you're healing. And I ran into somebody and they were a healer and they were saying, you carry the way of the womb holders before you that couldn't speak up and yes. share their stories. Yes. Especially if it's, damn, I must be carrying a lot of people. <laughs> and when you speak up, you're releasing that. And in your way comes, I'm an artist. I have a deck, I do design, like that's what I do eight to five. But I channel my creativity through my sacral chakra. And that is my womb. Regardless if you go on the journey of motherhood, you create all your ideas, like anything. You don't have to be an artist, like your podcast that you're creating, the relationships that you create is from your womb space. So make time to heal it, just like you would make time for your mental health or if you had a cold and are taking care of your throat, like connect with it and really just nurture your womb. Like give it some love, hug it, give it a hug. My little like, my little womb. <laughs> um, Hasmin, how can people oh, find I'm you? Sorry, You can find me on Instagram. So womb school podcast or wombschoolpodcast.com or keeping it fresco or keepingitfresco.com or my name, jasminmontero.com. So where everything is. And Helen, any final words of wisdom? I just feel like I really want women to really start falling in love with themselves through their cycle and finding their power and not seeing it as like, you know, figuring out that there is information out there, even if our doctors dismiss us. There is some research. There are people that are changing. You know, like your podcast is going to be a whole different thing. And I'm in the fitness industry and I'm going to be like, I'm sorry, I don't do things that way, like how other gym owners do it anymore because I'm learning a new way. And I'm not going to lie. At first, I was really upset and I was mad and kind of ashamed that I didn't know this stuff. But in reality, it's not my fault. Again, like we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. And so now I know better. I'm learning. I'm learning through me, through my clients. And I'm like, you know, we're not doctors, but we don't need to be. We have power within ourselves. The answers are there. And we need to just go back to our, our periods being, you know, our our power. Yeah. And just using it for us. Well, have you heard the idea, not the idea, but historically the red tents? Yes. Have you yes. heard of the no. red tents? Oh, 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 my God. Oh, <laughs> so in a quick, like, 30-second yes. resume, ancestrally, before patriarchy, before colonization, we were in smaller tribes. So women would sync up, basically. And when women would bleed, they would go in these red tents. And they're wise women. And that's where they would commune. They would talk about the problems of the tribe. That's where they would rest. They would nurture themselves. Take care of each other. Like, take care of themselves. That's where they would take the issues from home and work together as a village. So we're our little red tent. Yes, yes. Yes. This is an audio red tent. And then they would go back and work together with the patriarchal role in their role. Because it wasn't like patriarch versus matriarch it was like in unison or matriarchal but yeah so oh these my conversations gosh. need to be had yeah it was seen as something sacred um helen how can people find you um i'm on instagram under helen's story so far yeah. 
Mi gente, thank you so much for listening. Like I say, I'm sure you know more about my uterus than you ever wanted to learn, but these are conversations that we need to have. So, Hasmin, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Helen, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast. I appreciate this so unbelievably much. It was fun. I loved it. Good. Until next time, mi gente. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wine and Chisme podcast. For more information on today's guest, please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels. You can check out all things Wine and Chisme on our website, thewineandchismepodcast.com. There, you will find the names of wines I drink each episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on social media at The Wine and Chisme on Instagram and at The Wine and Chisme Podcast on Facebook. Remember, if you want to hear more Wine and Chisme, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star ratings are appreciated and those positive reviews are appreciated even more. Until next time, saludos.